0: Broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world, you're listening to the Ignite EdTech podcast with Craig Kemp, taking the pulse of educators from all over the globe and bringing what you need every week. When you need answers, you go to the experts created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello
1: and welcome to episode 48 of the Ignite EdTech podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have your support. As most of you know, I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. And if you haven't followed his Make a Difference podcast, I highly encourage you to do so in your podcast channel of choice. Last week, I encouraged you to think about professional learning. Thank you for sharing as always. Check out the social streams for more. This week, I wanted to ask about your thoughts on getting back to face to face consistency. Over the weekend, my seven year old daughter and I went out on a daddy daughter date, and while out, we got talking about COVID and remote learning. We've been incredibly lucky here in Singapore, with our children being back in face to face classroom learning since August. However, I wanted to hear my daughter's thoughts on remote learning and how she would feel if she had to get back to it again. Her answer was yes, I loved it. And when I asked her why, she said that she could learn what she wanted, when she wanted and at her own pace. She didn't have to wait for others or her teacher and shared how she felt she would learn more in this scenario. Don't get me wrong, this isn't for everyone. But it was cool to hear her perspective. The one thing though that she'd miss friends. As we think through these scenarios of moving in and out of remote learning, some countries are looking like they'll be able to have face-to-face conferences and learning opportunities for educators soon, and some countries, like New Zealand and Australia, are already doing this. When you think about this from your context, what excites you about face-to-face adult learning and what scares you? Will you jump straight into the chance to attend conferences and face-to-face learning? All you stay online temporarily or even permanently. I'd love to hear your thoughts and what you're planning to do when this becomes an opportunity for you. Please share with me via our Ignite EdTech social streams. I look forward to hearing your responses soon. <coughs> a tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Class Dojo. Class Dojo is a school communication platform that teachers, students, and families can use every day. To build close knit communities by sharing what's being learned in the classroom home through photos, videos, and messages. My experience with Class Dojo is particularly with our language teachers in previous schools who use this to support learning, maintain and encourage relationships through rewarding and gamification, and sharing learning home. I love Class Dojo's instant translation ability to support homeschool communication no matter what the language that's being used at home or at school. I highly recommend that you take a look at ClassDojo.com. The link is in the description below. Last week, we talked about professional learning. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to focus on ongoing and sustained educator professional learning. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, after having a discussion with my daughter over the weekend about remote learning, I got thinking about my own professional learning, and that of the teachers in my PLN and at my daughter's school. I wondered, if I was in the position to attend face-to-face professional learning now, would I do it, and would I thrive, or would I rather stay in the online learning phase a little bit longer or even permanently? As a learner, I actually thrive in the online space, and I wouldn't hesitate continuing to engage in here. Don't get me wrong, I love face-to-face learning too. But the past year has shown me, and all of us, how effective and efficient online learning can be for many It certainly isn't for everyone, and getting high quality and cost effective professional learning can be challenging, but there are so many amazing facilitators out there at prices that make sense to stay online in an ongoing nature. I love the idea of having a facilitated online learning session and connecting from my house at a low cost, while accessing some of the best minds in a business that I previously wouldn't have been able to access. This is truly the redefinition part of the SAMR model for educators, and I love seeing this come to fruition for many learners globally. As you start thinking about the changing face of professional learning for yourself personally and for those around you, what are you doing to ensure there is truly a blended approach to learning now and into the future? I'd love to hear how you are defining your own current and future professional learning needs both personally and in your school professionally. Please reach out with your ideas and thoughts. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Will Diamport. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Will Diamport, who you may know as at IamWill on Twitter. Will is the director of Edrepreneur, a K-12 district educational technologist, a podcaster, a digital strategist, and a freelance writer. I've been connected to Will on Twitter for a long time, and he's an extremely inspirational person online, and his tweets engage and support others in their learning. Will, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Yeah, cool.
0: Thanks for inviting me.
1: Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do?
0: I'm a district instructional uh, technologist uh, amongst the things that I do outside of accounts and being the Schoology LMS administrator as well as the district administrator for various software programs uh, that we utilize. My job is to teach teachers how to teach with technology and understanding how technology should change how they think about teaching and learning. When it
1: comes to working with the people you work with every day and the people listening online now, what's your best advice for educators in relation to educational technology?
0: You have to figure out your recipe and you know what I mean by that is You know, sometimes people, whether the district has programs that you are required to use or, you know, you may get on Twitter or Facebook or Teachers Pay Teachers and, you know, you hear all these tools to use, you know, some teachers become overwhelmed by just all of it. And what does it all mean? And for me, I like to talk to teachers about sort of you figuring out your recipe for how you're going to do this in terms of your skill set and the needs uh, of your students, right? So find you a few that you can master, that you can really start cooking with. And once you are there, you can start to add on additional ingredients to what you're doing. But in the beginning, you know, just start off, uh, you know, really small with what you're doing. And it's also about the mindset. You know, I I interviewed Dr. Captain Tucker on my podcast, and I was just talking about, you know, some of the work that I do with my teachers. And then she mentioned that in working with teachers, you have the tool set, the skill set, and the mindset. And one of the things with the the mindset is getting teachers to get out of this idea that the traditional face-to-face teaching is the gold standard. We know whether, let's say, United States, whether we're, we're looking at the reading and math scores, and I'm not one who hangs his hat on, on on testing, but when you look at those scores for Black and Brown students in English in English and, and math, they're hovering around forty percent nationwide. So you can't tell me the traditional sit and get, you talk worksheet is working. That is the gold standard. You can't tell me that what you were doing, what was best for students, it was best for you, right? Because you were comfortable with that. And so working with teachers and getting them to understand that they need to look at where they are and what they think and how they feel about teaching and learning and expand that view and understand that they're actually teaching a different generation of students. And I call them the mobile generation of students. So uh, they're always connected, and how they view technology, and view connections, and view what can be done with technology is far different than the average, you know, teacher or average adult, right? They live in a world far different than we do. And so, you know, just getting teachers to really sort of sit back, examine their own biases about what does real teaching and learning look like, have them look at their students for who they are and try to meet them where they are and utilize the technology, you know, don't see it as an add on, don't see it as a distraction, don't see it as something just to do, but see it as the gateway for getting your students to that next level.
1: Yeah, I think that's really well said, Will. You've done so much already in your career. What's your next big goal? What do you want to do or achieve that you haven't yet been able to do?
0: Career. Well, I have two career goals. Uh, one of them, I would like to be the director of virtual learning uh, with a K through twelve school district uh, where I can really move forward in assisting teachers and being able to teach online. I understand now, as much as I love teaching online and learning online and being online, I know that it does not work for every single student to be completely online i mean there's various factors, whether we're talking about you know equity and technology, access to internet and devices, but you, the students themselves also have to be able to learn that way and have the self discipline to show up but Right? So we know that. But we also know that there are kids right now who are thriving in this all virtual environment. And so I want to work with teachers who want to teach online. I want to work with, to be able to impact those kids who are thriving in that environment. So I want to be able to do that career-wise. I also want to, you know, take my podcast on the road once it's possible, but where it's sponsored, you know, where someone can send me you know, all over the country and all over the world where I can sit down with educators and entrepreneurs and influencers and continue to have these conversations about, you know, how can you live your best life? So those would be the two things that I would love be able to
1: do. Tell us a little bit about The Edupreneur. What is it and how and why did you start it?
0: Uh, it is a documentary that, you know, the idea of doing a documentary, actually came came from Dr. Sarah Thomas, who was the CEO and founder of EduMatch and EduMatch Publishing. I actually had her on my show. And when we stopped recording, uh, I said, hey, doc, I would love to work with you and write a book. I said, but I don't have a book in me. And she said, well, you could do a documentary. And I said, what are you talking about? And, you know, she said, well, you're already doing these interviews. You could just do some and then It could be woven together to tell a story. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And so she said, look, I'm going to see you on the paperwork so you could put together a proposal. I originally was going to do something related to -to one-to-one classrooms. And I was at a point to where I was just, I was bored at work. And I was bored talking about that stuff. So I said, I love what I'm doing with my podcast. I need I need to talk about this. Like this is a story that needs to be told. So I put together the proposal for the entrepreneur. And it was it's really about the stories of eight educators who talk about their successes and challenges of being educators and educational consultants. And so I put together my dream list of people. And then uh, I reached out to Dr. Sarah because I I said, this feels incomplete. I need one more person. And she gave me a name and we talked and then she interviewed. And I said, yo, this is going to be like very special. And I feel really good about it, uh, particularly when I had a chance to step away from it because we spent so much time, you know, reviewing footage and Dr. Sarah edited the, the first movie and we just kept going back. And once I got a chance to step away from it, once it was out and people were watching it and some people would send me pictures on Twitter of of, of their TV screen uh, at watching it. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. It's out there. And then I actually watched it on Vimeo myself. And I said, wow, we did this. Right. It was awesome. And so it, it's really for that educator who is thinking about how can I make that impact in the income? How can I take what I'm doing in the classroom? My passion for whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's instructional technology, it is social emotional, it's equity, uh, whatever is, is, is driving you in your classroom and your teaching, how you can make that greater impact outside of the confines of your classroom and school district and Make that impact and make the income on the side so i'm I'm a real huge proponent of every individual creating multiple streams of income. Uh, you know we work in a field, particularly in the United States, so I can't speak for other countries. but in the United States, all of our our salaries are usually determined by two things: it is what the state has said is a base salary and a local supplement, and your local supplement is determined by your tax base, and that's it. And some teachers get sort of regular bumps every year, but those regular bumps aren't huge. It may be $200, maybe five. And we normally don't see that huge, we we'll never see a huge pay raise, but you don't see sort of a a, a, a bump of $1,000 or more until the legislature decides, hey, this is this is it. And it doesn't matter what measuring stick a school district uses, whether, whether it's your evaluations or test scores, you can't get a raise. And so, you know, you can't negotiate, you know, you, you can't, it's not like working at Apple where, you know, they can give you stellar evaluations and you can go back to the table and say, I want a $5,000 raise. You know, you're, you are what you are. And no one becomes an educator because they want to drive a Bugatti, but no one becomes an educator because they want to live off baloney either. And so for me, Talking to our colleagues about being more financially literate and creating those multiple streams of income and taking ownership of your talents and and creating a business outside of you picking up a second job somewhere is sort of where this whole thing came about and what drives me in doing the work that I do.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Well, We'll make sure the link to that is in the podcast notes as well. And- you know, you mentioned Dr. Sierra, and she's just been on this podcast as well. And she's an incredible person. Uh, and you know, everyone needs to jump out there and connect with her because she's done so much for me and so much for so many people in the education community. That that her work is is out there, and just about everyone I speak to speaks super highly of her. Let's jump into some quick fire questions. The first thing that comes to your head, and then tell us a little bit about why. First one what is your hashtag one word for 2021?
0: Investment. And it's because everyone needs to make that, In whatever you do in life, you have to make the investment in it, right? You have to put the time and effort in it.
1: What's your favorite edtech book or resource?
0: Anything written by Dr. Catlin Tucker. I love her her books on blended learning. Uh, Not only are they filled with the grandiose sort of ideas when you're talking about the shift and change in education, but There are real practical steps that an educator can take and then implement in their classroom.
1: What's your go-to ed tech tool that the listeners need to try that maybe they haven't heard of
0: before? I love Zoom. I know people have heard of it. uh, But what I love about Zoom is the ability to, right now it's become a necessity because of the virtual space we're living in. But outside of that, I was bringing in these conferencing tools to classrooms prior to it, because I was t- showing my teachers how they could bring in experts into their classroom. So if you're a culinary arts teacher, let me find you a restaurateur who could come in and talk to your students about what is it like to run a restaurant. And so we've done that before. I've, I've brought in uh, we with teachers to bring in people to talk about uh, college planning, uh other teachers have brought in people to talk about admissions in the medical school for a biology course so uh, they could talk to them about sort of the relevance of what they're doing so it's not just about you know here's the agenda here's the standard in our classroom that we have to cover because the pacing guide says we need to cover it but creating that real world connection to what they're learning and being able to again bring in people who have a different voice and experience because this is the work that they're doing every day So that sort of Zoom or you could be Skype or or Google Meet, you know, just a virtual conference platform, that would be my go-to.
1: Twitter, Facebook or Instagram for your own learning and why?
0: Twitter, I actually wrote my dissertation on teachers using Twitter for for, for professional development. Uh, So I like it because you get to follow whom you want to follow. You create the network, you want to create the network. And if someone no longer serves your purpose, you can unfollow them, right? And so whether you're saying, hey, I'm gonna follow these people because I'm a special ed teacher and all, of, and I'm gonna fill up my feed with the majority of special ed teachers who can share activities, who can share what's going on in the classroom, who I can ask them questions to vet things, uh, or ed tech people, or even if I say, hey, you know, I wanna be inspired and let me follow Oprah, let me follow someone else. I like that because you have that access in the palm of your hand. So it's not just, I can, you know, I have to wait to get this information, wherever I have time, I can open up my phone, open up my tablet and I have access to individuals from all over the world that I can learn from.
1: What's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy, progress and succeed in your career?
0: I watch YouTube videos pretty much every morning that deal with business and it gets me amped up. I, I get excited because then I'm ready to go make it happen.
1: What's your favorite education focused quote Will?
0: The quote that I like to go to is from Jay-Z and uh, where he says, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. So the fact that he is a business and I think that every individual should think of themselves as a as a business of one uh, that is something that really gets me you know focused and you know serves as a reminder to not get caught up with your school district not get caught up with the the building you work work, work for but get caught up in your mission because your mission can be served anywhere.
1: Will, this has been incredibly inspirational. What's the best way for the listeners to follow and connect with you?
0: Uh, Always on Twitter. Uh, You can just search for I am uh, Dr. Will. And then, of course, if you do a search for uh, the Dr. Will Show on Apple Podcasts, you'll gain access to uh, my podcast, The Dr. Will Show.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. All the links are going to be in the podcast notes below. Great to connect with you.
0: Uh, thank you, Greg, for inviting me. I had a great time.
1: Next week, join me for episode 49 of the Ignite EdTech podcast when I'm joined by Jamie Donnelly. One of the things I love doing is giving away prizes as a thank you for tuning in, listening, and hopefully following the Ignite EdTech podcast. Last week, I gave away a BeBot robot to win you need to complete the form at bit.ly/edtechwin. The winners have already been contacted directly by me, and they are Sarah Thomas. Congratulations, Sarah! This week, I'm giving away another BeBot robot from TTS. To win this incredible prize, you need to go to bit.ly/edtechwin and complete the simple form. It'll take you less than a minute to do. The link is in the description below competition closes on Wednesday the 12th of May and the winners will be contacted directly by me and announced on next Friday's podcast episode. Good luck. Thank you for being an extremely important part of the Ignite EdTech podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please smash that follow button and share it with your colleagues, friends, and families. Please also remember to spend two minutes to rate the podcast so we can reach even more educators and EdTech enthusiasts globally. Please share your favorite part of today's show by tagging me on Twitter Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And don't hesitate to ask me questions that I can answer in an upcoming episode. Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week.
0: If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.